Carrying huge space. Look how fast he's going. Polar opposite to the conditions he won in Lords. Rain so close. They're getting the last step down. The crowd is roaring. He is going to do it. He's going to smash the time. Downhill racer and our expert here today, Andrew Needling. During my racing years and even now, I take my health and nutrition pretty seriously, I must say. It was so difficult though to stick to a routine and to remember to take all those necessary supplements. Then I found AG1. I'm so excited to partner with them personally and for this podcast. I actually started taking AG1 long before this partnership even came about. Now you might ask, what is this stuff? Think of AG1 as your all-in-one health insurance. I know I do. I have never been one for taking a million different supplements or vitamins. So this is the perfect all-in-one solution. Honestly, I actually look forward to taking it. I do it first thing in the morning. I feel more alert and focused and I know I'm taking care of my body and health. I feel energized to get my day going. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier and that's why I trust AG1. I just mix one small scoop with water and drink it first thing each morning as I said and then I'm done. So check this out. With that one scoop of AG1 I've been talking about, you're absorbing, listen to this, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right. This is a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, recovery and helps enhance your focus. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs and none of that nasty chemical artificial anything, all while still tasting good. Now let's all be honest with each other. We all know we don't eat enough vegetables or consume the healthiest meals some of the time, especially when we get busy. We all want something quick and easy which will help us in life. AG1 supports better sleep quality recovery, mental clarity and alertness. Now I don't care what you do in life, I think we can all agree this is super important. AG1 is trusted by so many professional athletes and health experts. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash moving the needle, that's again drinkag1.com forward slash moving the needle to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The link will be in the show notes as well. How's it and welcome. This is the Crank Brothers Race Review. We've got royalty back in the house. Sven Martin here. Crank Brothers, 13 years in a row winning that World Champs DH title with a DH mallet, adding to the offering. Fortune Cami Belange. Very big crash in Andorra. She's running those shoes like a Bernard Kerr. Troy Brosnan's clearly been on them, and I missed that. I don't know why. But um, I think if there's a race you would have wanted Crank Brothers pedals on, it would have been Ludenville with how many changes there were in conditions. The sticky mud, there is no better pedal to have out there. But uh, Sven, yeah, Flat pedals. Well, yeah, but Crank Brothers make flat pedals. Yeah, no, but if you're running clips at Ludenville, you want something you can just squish, push down and squish the mud out, and uh, yeah, the mallets do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Dude, we're gonna what a race! Starting with an ad, we're gonna lose listeners. Come, let's get right into it. No, we will. No, but I'm, just, crank, I'm just kidding. I'm I just know kidding. you are. Tell you how to do. We haven't even got into AG1 yet, but we people know how good that is. I wonder if PD's taken that up yet. No, but we have to say thanks to them because they are just synonymous with DH racing. But we had a proper DH race. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just basically two key ingredients that made it an awesome weekend. New venue, it's always going to be good. Even when we have a kind of a, 
a shit track at a new venue is good and exciting and it's new for everyone, new for viewers, new for riders. And then we had a non-bike park track. Now built in a bike park, but it's one of those tracks that like a, a resort or venue can't leave as taped or as cut because it, it, it it's not for the everyday it's public. not for the faint heart. No. People would die riding down no, that no, track. No, 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 no. I mean, no. Um, like you... you Speed like dictates everything, but it's it's just a track that's natural, um, and it's a mixture of all the French ingredients. You know, open grass pieces, um, steep loamy woods, uh, off camber everywhere. So basically, new venue, non bike park track, and and even I'll say a non sustainable track. As soon as you're building sustainability and bike park for uh, you know for World Cup tracks, it becomes quite sanitized and. Uh, you know, it's just uh, World Cups in the last ten years ago. There weren't this. There wasn't this bike park business model that you know. There was the odd track cut for a World Cup and then a few trails, um, but now it's a it's a thriving business. Thankfully for everyone, but um, it has like kind of let down the the track quality at World Cups. Yeah, I mean that's fact, and and you you saw it in some of the results. Someone like Remy Teron coming back to form because he can really really rely on bike skill to get down there and. It's not just like fractions of a second and one small mistake and you're out of the top 10, out of the top 20. Yeah. You're literally seeing people make visual mistakes but carrying enough speed where they can attack, over-attack, someone like Dak. Yeah. Well, and and Dak, it will not always pay off. And, and this, like he's rolling the dice, kind of like a, an American Deprella in, in a way, you know, that anger and angst and um, aggression. And then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So I'm really stoked for him. It did work. But then, you know, there's always the flip sides to a, a great, wonderful, new, natural track. And that's just like degradation. And and, it's, and because I said it's unsustainable, um, you know, lucky it, it lasted this whole week. And, and yeah, uh, yeah, there's so many things to dig into and unpack on the track and the builders and, and um, the conditions and the, and the racing. But for sure, the highlight of the weekend was the track. And, and it's, you know how it was when... <clears throat> When the preview of that track came out, maybe around when they did the test event or maybe even pre-test event, and then immediately it was like, oh, single track forever, long grass, long boring. And it's like you, you just got to wait because GoPro, even GoPro on the track sometimes looked flat. And and and, and just like Labresse where people said it's going to be the worst track ever, the Labresse in the town, not the Labresse in the bike park. And it ended up being two, you know, two years of some of the most classic racing on on an amazing um, track, also also French, um, coincidentally. So like, <clears throat> people got to wait and see, you know, they, they can't just. It's just the world these days is just commenting but without any thing. knowledge, without any expertise, yeah, without totally any first hand. Right. You know, it's just opinions and and like you always say, what opinions are like also. <laughs> yeah, everyone has one. <laughs> But I think Ben actually summed up the junior race, which I'm sure you'll get into, and everyone has an opinion, but he was also quite good in saying, unless you're so far on one side or so far on the other side, you also get ridiculed. It's like, no, you have to have this crazy opinion. It's like, but there might be two sides to the story. There's two sides. And you might not even have one that you can properly pick until you know like all the information, well, sit in I both corners. I feel like I know a lot of the information. Um I don't know when we're going to get into that that cancellation stuff, but um, oh, I don't want to get cancelled, <coughs> so maybe we should no, get no, into no, cancellation. No, like, like, like you said, there's two sides to every story, and and well, ev- three technically. Well, and every um, every reason that was 
there was never one actual reason. And and this is one one of the things that, that worried the elite riders in the riders group. They were like, what was the give us the actual reason the race was cancelled because it obviously affects their race. They're racing the next morning and at that point when they're having the meeting, it could have been in the same conditions or similar conditions, you know, if it rained again or rained more. So so they want to know what the reason was. If it was safety, then surely something needs to be done to make it safer for access for medics. Or if it was because they thought lightning storm. So the, there's a lot of different reasons to cancel race. So they had a lot of valid reasons to be concerned and perhaps think about postponing or cancelling. You know, the track's going to get ruined for the elite racing. Good reason, not a reason to cancel race. Um, the juniors are going to look terrible on TV and make the sport look bad. Good reason, but not a reason to cancel a race. The marshals and medics can't get access in case they need to carry stretchers away. You know, you can still fly a helicopter and do a long line. Those conditions were fine. The weather was mint. Um, that would be perhaps the only valid reason. But my problem with that reason is there should have been access, safe access for the marshals and medics to get around and maneuver in their zones because even when we I had a track walk the day before the general track walk, which is when the UCI do track walk and sign off on the course. Um, and they signed off on the course, and then when I did track walk, immediately it was glaringly obvious that there's going to be issues for access, not just for media, because we're looking. I'm looking at a, a holistic viewpoint for for rider safety. If the rider needs to pull off, if the marshal needs to get on, if the medics needs to get in and out the track immediately. And these points were brought up via the right channels. We have a media group. It went via Aaron Bartlett to Ruri, who's who's in charge of the track, basically, and. Uh, our suggestions, photos, videos of all the problem areas. So this is highlighted Tuesday, right? And each of the sections would be in a team of two, four men, four to six hours, very good access could have been cut in. We just needed access, ingress for... Uh, so access, so for me to understand, or maybe the listeners, so access from like a track point to get out and then get to a safe fire yes. road or get down the track. So, You're no, doing so like the, fully safety. No, so there, there, there was that. So normally you can walk down both sides of a World Cup track, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, if it's not down a crazy steep hill like yeah, there or so you would bypass a the Yeah, you would bypass a little section, um, yes. which which is in the local organizer's race book. It's like this is how what the track specifics need to be. We need to have these areas, these zones marked out. So normally in order to be – allowed to host a race, you agree on that, and then you deliver that. And then that gets inspected, and if you delivered it, great. If, if you, you carry on the race, if it's not delivered, you fix it really quick in that short time. And there's meant to be a site visit just earlier. There wasn't a site visit this year. It's a little like Andorra last year See, the problem bridges, is we right? have a like, brand new track, and there wasn't a site visit by someone from the ESO. Um, so that's a big problem. And then when the track got signed off on Monday, that's a big problem. It should never have been signed off. And when we brought that to the attention, um, we were basically told to pick up some shovels and 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 go help. And that's like a real sarcastic, snarky comment. Um, so that's the reason the race was cancelled. Completely unavoidable. Yeah. I mean, completely avoidable of, in avoidable. every instance. Um, and you think they might have clumped those reasons together? Yeah, and then they, they did, like but none of those, Andorra, none of those, none of those. Maybe was quite dangerous because of the wind. Maybe the helicopter almost couldn't no, the, fly the, during the, some time. No, the so weather was 100%. No, the weather was 100%. No, but what I'm saying is. No, no, the Andorra is a very being, different situation. I think the, they're being very conservative the Andorra with situ- Andorra and being new the, organizers. The, the, over conservative. 
the Andorra was a valid reason to postpone 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but ironically, when the men, the last 10 men dropped in that storm, we had the same winds that would have... That's what I'm which saying. Which would have prohibited the, the helicopter from they're flying. probably like... That was super dangerous. If something had happened, it might have been very dangerous. Yeah. They're going to be over-conservative with this new venue. And yes, I think there's clearly more stuff. Yeah, but the problem done. the problem is um, you're setting precedence. You know, for, for 20 years, there, there hasn't been that. There, that hasn't, is super there hasn't even been changes to the schedule. Now, I'm for some changes to the schedule if communicated well and done um, for good reason. And... The flexibility of the new organization is great because they are able to be on the ground quick and make some changes. Like there's often times in the past where a small schedule change would have provided better and fairer racing for, for the old organization. And this new organization is really good at being willing to make that change. But then it gets a little bit hard in communicating it. And, and then even the men's race in Andorra, in the end, um, it's should have started half an hour earlier and there was a bit of lag and, and it showed that it could have. But, you know, once you decide you're on, you need to give a certain amount of time for people to get there, get up, do their warm up. So you can't just say we're on and, and be on. But um, there was a long period of time in Andorra where we probably should have started an hour earlier or half an hour earlier and that would have saved the race. But, you know, then there were other things. Maybe there were TV slots booked. And so there's a, it's a, it's a million like moving pieces. Said, there's a million moving pieces. But what it comes sides. down to, in, in my opinion... For Ludenville, there were many valid reasons to consider cancelling the race, you know, but none of them, there was no official, in my opinion, the race should should never have been cancelled. We've, we've had, when, we've had, when we've could had, they have run it though? Like, do you think, you saying, and I think we all agree, they probably could have, they'll agree, like worst case is cancelling the race. So no, you could, the, have, you, you could have, when could we have you could have got in there. Medics, so you would have had maybe a few red flags. You wouldn't have had really injuries. I mean, obviously, you could have had injury. Even a slow speed results in injury. Um, the weekend before, way more dangerous track on the dry. This one, you're going. You looked at all the videos. Those sort of laughable videos. They're going hair paced on their backs like tortoises down down the thing, and that was their first run on the wrong tires, on the on you know not having fenders. Um, by the second, some a lot of juniors got second runs in. Their second runs, Pinkerton. Um, they were going crash free, hitting all the obstacles. The little junior number two, Valentina uh, from Colombia, I believe it's Valentina. Valentina. Um, she sent. She was only. She sent in her first run. She sent one of the biggest drops, just before that was catching some of the guys out in the final. And now, if a junior girl in her first run is sending one of the harder, more technical features, you know, there's no problem with the track. You put the correct tires on. I mean, we've heard it, all the opinions, all the best, most iconic races. You know, it it's happens at this Kovarik in the wet. It certainly downhill. was surprising me sitting at home, hearing that a race had been cancelled, and I obviously watched the videos and seen the opinions and hearing yours. I think we can all agree, it must be beyond last case or you know last resort to cancel a race because if a, like a majority of the riders want to race. You know, that's it's, the it's risk not, you, it's not, it's it's not up to the, the riders. I'm, I'm sorry. So, so that was the other reason given, which is also not a reason in enough to cancel a race, is? that the juniors won't make the right decisions and they'll try to do something, get in over the heads. But you know what? It is World Cup racing. You can choose not to race or go slower or put the correct equipment on so you can get down. Um, it's like you can't cancel a race in case somebody makes the wrong decision. It, it is World Cup racing. And, and yes, 
the timeliness of having the juniors have to be the ones to deal with this new, you know, slippery track. But they had good training. Already their second runs were an improvement on their first. The first run down a track when it's greasy was the hardest. The track, if we had, you would have basically had each rider doing two more runs, another practice run and their race run. The track would have got the track was improving by the minute as more riders went down, cutting lines. Um, as soon as that, that the crust of slick hard pack was broken through on the first runs, the track got easier, and that's why they were doing better and, and the mud yeah, was clear. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I so think we could spend an hour and a half on this, and maybe so, but, we should try and move on, because we know where you sit. You, you, for the love of the sport, want racing to happen, and the juniors, unfortunately, spent money, put effort in teams as well. Like, you never want a race cancelled. Like... You know, you know, yeah. hindsight's always easy. You know, um, you had a quality result, and and people should know. Like people were saying, you know, if we were told that the qualities might count as race, we would have tried harder. Qualities always might count as race. It is in the rule book. It's always been. It's yeah. only been used just very recently it in Andorra. Could a be a pretty good unwritten rule as and well. And especially like it goes without as, saying. As, unfortunately, again, especially after Andorra, and they did make the schedule change early in the week, which I was also like, that's a bit odd to make a, a call on an electrical storm four days ahead. You can't, you know, predict. In the end, they were more than 13 hours off on that time of when that storm would come off. So that shows that you maybe shouldn't be making schedule changes like three, four days ahead. But um, when that did happen and you were riding the course, you know, the day before, you should have known in the back head your qualities might count because anything can go these days. No, no, unfortunately. And look, it's not a nice situation. I'm sure they don't like having to do it. I think they were probably more conservative than they hoped to be. Hindsight's a perfect science. And I also think in the end, it's not necessarily uh, ESO or Warner Brothers Discovery that make the decision to not run it. Um, in the end, it's the UCI Commissar, which is separate to them, um, that take the input from everyone. Um, so, you know, the, we can't just point the blame at ESO yeah, I agree Warner with, Brothers. I'm seeing a lot of that. And also, there are people that have moved from UCI into that organization. There is a lot of experience there. And then there's a lot of, yeah. like you said, there's UCI. So they're also still a governing and, body. They're still involved. And if they're more conservative, what are you going to do if yeah. they have the final say? So and for actually for we're the, not in those rooms and if I'm And if I'm defending anyone or any uh, decision-making, which, which I do not defend, I do not agree with the decision for this race, but it was also Chris Ball, who was a technical delegate in Champery, which we can talk about Champery 07, I was there, so I've seen all these bad races, and there was the decision to cancel the race, and the Champery track was way more dangerous <laughs> for access, Champery way more slippery, insane. it was way more unrideable, way steeper, no catch berms, no catch, sorry. Were there you was riding there? Or? It was my first World Cup I didn't ride, and I was like, the first time I was so Dude, fucking happy. I was in happy. the gate with the craziest, craziest raid. Um, so insane. to finish my sentence, so Chris Paul was the one that said, no, we will race. So just people remember that. So he's not I out to cancel you've races. Got a, you've got an opinion, yeah. but you're also giving the other side and you're defending a lot of the people that are getting so much flack. It's like, guys, they are not trying to run the sport into the ground. They're going to make some errors along the way and no, but it's, be yeah, but adaptable. It's not, but but cancelling a race is a big one. So you can't just let them off and saying, oh, you cancelled practice. Cancelling a race when, <coughs> you know. Well, Yes, there's been other places where the lift can't run, so they say, cool, we're racing from the road gap down. At yeah. least have a race. You know, like, there's got to be a way to have some sort of race. 
And that's the issue. It's like when you have juniors at the World Cup, you're forced into a tighter schedule. When you have a semi, you're forced into this tighter schedule. Yeah. So we need they need to clearly build some more time frame or time gaps into or these Or just schedules. get rid of the semi. That's one Every, option. Everyone loved the Andorra TV broadcast. They don't get bored to death. Sorry, you're not getting bored to death of the semi because you're seeing amazing stuff, but there's only so much even a core uh, fan can take in. Andorra broadcast... Short snippets of the early guys. If one of those early guys had a winning run, all the cameras had the full full run. They could have showed it in the, the TV break before. And then you see full runs of the last riders. There's nothing wrong with that I certainly wasn't worried. I wasn't worried watching the full uh, final of Andorra with 60 riders because I knew the story. People need to know the – they need to communicate. Oh, they're only showing 30 seconds track. Yes, because we have more riders. And you'll the see first more of the few, run. Unfortunately, if you don't qualify good enough, you're not seeing the run. But if you watch the final 10, okay, maybe Andorra's not a good one because there was rain, you see all the track. Like, that's the broadcast. How can you judge a broadcast on the first 20 minutes? Same yeah. happens at Worlds. Yeah. Oh, Worlds broadcast is so bad. I'm literally doing I'm like, yes. Yeah, you can't give four-minute gaps for rider, every World Cup. We're giving every rider that's made their way to Worlds some TV time. Yeah. The track happens to be, say, the motorway. Go watch the last 20 riders, last 15, last 10, no, we, we and then tell that. me what the broadcast looked like, what the track looked like. Yeah. It was incredible. The <clears throat> Going back to broadcast um, and all the, <laughs> uh, you know, like some people don't even watch the broadcast and then they comment on Pinkbike, oh, bring back Warner or the Sucks or, Red, or, you know, bring back Red Bull. There's, this is probably one of the best broadcasts we've seen from any Daniel in, in years, and maybe ever, like – track was pretty close on 100% covered, top to bottom. Um, you went from having like one of the worst drone pilots in Andorra to one of the best drone pilots. Yeah, we had an amazing drone pilot in Val through the forest. This, you you can't argue or deny the fact. I'm that, liking that, this. The positive, positive that, Sven has rocked this, up this morning. I mean, you know, you always wonder like, oh, they're going to show this section. Are they going to do kept do it justice? This broadcast was amazing. I, I don't watch it from top to beginning i don't hear the commentary i'm just watching the screen while i'm in between shots and from what i can see this is one of the best uh, covered downhill world cups and they did an amazing job so there's a lot like i said Dude, there's lots clip going right. that finn martin bringing some positivity looking at the silver lining yeah, i love it no, yeah, but no. you're being fair though it was yeah. i watched the broadcast camera angles were very good the track led to exciting racing splits were up and down and just because someone was two seconds down at the second split yeah they could make it up, and, and uh, mistakes were happening, um, and all the and it all was the, really cool. And and ironically, obviously, we expected there to be a difference of time in sector two and three, um, and even four. But I think everyone thought sector one would be as close as it was at Fort William, um, and it was quite odd the the sort of the big gaps in the times in in sector one, which was perhaps like race deciding for 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 or result deciding, um, but. You know, sector one, when you were given such a lack of gradient, and it wasn't that bad, um, Romain Paulette came in, Pauline, um, and did an amazing job with with the with the gradient, put in a bunch of little tech features that kept it interesting and spicy. Like Fort William, they literally are for like thirty seconds, just just like you don't even need to cover that on the live broadcast because it's just boring. Um, and here there were little on-offs. Some guys were choosing to like manual through the whole thing then there was whoops to stall wall that you could boost or scrub or squash or go in between real techy little features that that didn't just rely on people like pedaling and tucking yeah it looked good uh, the body english of the riders didn't look boring on the broadcast and then you have someone like kate edwards that you thought like he's not 
going to be training the most. He's not in the gym. timing error? What happened there? I literally did think for a second, could that be a timing error? But then if you think Kate Edwards is probably one of the best bike handlers in the world, so he can go on a flat, low-gradient turn and go flat out and know and trust grip, you know? Yeah, and he can carry speed. Um, he's got a little bit of weight behind him. Yeah, so there's weight. he's good at hitting so, so, so speaking to Jackson and the worry on the – I'm trying to find out um, on the carrying speed thing. So obviously I know little guy's going to be good in the steeps because it's easier on the braking. But I didn't quite realize how much of an effect you're losing speed if you're not, you know – it's obviously it, it's it's physics. It's like um, inertia. It's oh, fucking Chris Kilmurray gave me the equation, and I've just forgotten it. I know. Oh, I so you came prepared, and we've yeah, forgotten it. Yeah. Anyway, I can't steal Chris's knowledge. He steals mine all the time. But I, you know, um, he's a smart dude. No, he's, he's really he's great. He's great. I'll go up great to him the and get it. Ask him and that write thing. It down. Tell him Sven try to explain it. And, and then, but but basically, Jackson. On those little bumps, since the track getting rough, he's just going backwards. Yeah, Levesque countered that with twenty nine, full twenty nine setup. Um, amazing! It's an amazing result for so many people. Well, let's yeah, let's get a little bit into that. And I think you've talked about the amazing track and the track pull. That's incredible. Yeah. And he got thirteenth in the in the enduro in the enduro on the Friday. Yeah. So I think big props to him and go check him out on Instagram and. It really shows the passion for the sport. Can no, I tell you one ironic thing? You said it's not a bike park track. Yeah, but it used miniature it, bits of bike yes, park. But can I tell you the ironic thing that I noticed? It was is when they were linking back to the bike park. Yeah. Or a bike park berm because those are hard packed. We just got blew through the berms. Those are literally where most of the crashes happened. So well, Benoit no, crashed. Those were, a lot of them were newer berms, Benoit, not on the existing berms. Benoit crashed going back into the bike park. Because it's hard pack and it it's, was. It goes from soft into hard pack yeah. and then it's, you know, it's a simple section that sometimes you switch off. You're like, yeah. I'm just coming out of the hard woods and there was that rocky thing. And then he got unsettled. He crashed, Bernard Kerr. Um, Bernard Tony was just C. thinking. Grave, Bernard was just thinking about his scrub, but all yeah. he had is like, I oh, know this but is on the TV, you can and watch I'm going them. They're pushing the front in that hard pack grease, but it's also probably the tires the, don't cut in. But it's also probably the first time they've run as aggressive. Some lorry left full spikes, some work, you know. So some went dry as yeah. So it's that it's that tires are not going to be good for 100 percent of the track, and I think, like you said, you're going. Onto the hard pack, and your tires were good there, and they're not good there, or vice versa. No, if you're on the other setup, there's no tire that grips in those hard pack turns that become like ice. Yeah, so if, if you if overcommit, and it's a simple section, so you're like, it's a burr, I'm going to commit. You could see riders that set up probably maybe lost a little bit of speed. Yeah. And then you saw these riders, Atane was attacking, Bernard attacking, and then Benoit, these guys got almost Benoit, unlucky crashing where they did. It's such a it's, simple section. It's unlucky on paper. for Benoit because he. He was the man to beat. 100%. Every single run, every single run on the track from first day training, he was looking like he looked. And it's literally that's why I said like cancel the semi and Benoit would have won because it's just it's just at some point you're gonna crash riding that pace. And it just happened to be in his race run. And um there's two there's that's three a great point. there's three things that, that stood out for me on that race day morning and um I went for in practice to the steepest shoot that we saw the dunes having a problem with because I'm like, oh, I've got to go there. The guys are going to be all over the show. And they weren't because the lines were cut in just like they would have been for the junior race by the time they raced. Um, more people on the track would have made the track better and they were still going to repair and get it ready for the elite finals anyway. But there were two things that I saw. I saw Remy Tiran come into that section, 
most people it was like that that super wide um the wall section it was kind of a static camera so it wasn't shown that good on the feed um Remy Tiron came in it was as if he was going down a dead straight ski piece, but he had to traverse off camera, do a tight turn and hit a catch berm and get out. And this catch berm was blown to the hub deep on a, on a rut. Um, and uh, he didn't even want, it's like, it's almost like he was in a speed tuck. He didn't even once break at the top of the hill and he didn't touch his brake going into the catch berm. And I was just like, the speed was visibly like if you, if that was the whole track to the bottom, he'd probably win by like 10 seconds, five seconds. I've never seen anything like in my eyes. And then Jackson was the second quickest there. And I, and also when he hit the catch berm, Benoit went just low and inside of the catch berm and kind of squared off and got out because he, he's a bigger guy and he couldn't hit that rut as fast as he was hitting it. Um, same as Tyrone as well. He had just avoided that little rut. And I saw Jackson going in almost as quick, but hitting the rut at full, like the rut could just throw you over the bars. You have no, you have no idea what's going to happen. Um, and he got out of it and I, I messaged him and I'm like, dude, I, you, this rut, yeah, there's a couple of other fast guys that are avoiding it. You might want to think of avoiding it. And he's like, no, mate, I'm loud enough. And, and that's the thing. Like, And that's the same as Bernard crashing the berm. It's like, in your race run, you've got to know that the decision you're making, you can't second guess your decision and then brake check as well. Or so, like you know, crashes are going to happen. You when you that's how you got to race. Well, yeah, we. Saw or, or you're not going to be on the podium or win. No, I Simple was I was watching that. that. Those sort of conditions ten years ago, like a clean clinical run, like maybe a Greg Minar style run, mm. you could podium or be within a win. Yeah. But look how hard Dak is pushing. Look how hard Bernard's pushing, and you have to. To be up at those splits, like you can't just go, I'm going to literally just do a perfect run. Yeah. No, you've got to add the aggression even in the wet, slippery conditions. And that's where crashes are going to happen. Yeah. And, and the, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. That is where the sport is progressing. Yeah. You could say track conditions are a bit iffy, just going to tone it down to 95%. Well, good for you. Then you're going to get 20 seconds. Yeah. So uh, these crashes are happening more, and I think that's where teams, us, we're not judging riders on like these seasons that are quite up and down. Like Dak well, has I mean, been able to do well. Yes, you want to build some consistency if you're in the title hunt, but if you want to come out and get on the podium, because that's when you get a renewal. Is if you're on the podium, boom, Dak's, you know, well, we've got, cool. he's going to have more offers now. We've had six so races. So what do you want? Six a bunch of eight plates finishes or a guy getting two crashes in a second? Yeah, what are you going to pick? Well, the, I mean, these days, it, like just like last year, I mentioned the last time, like in the top five overall, everyone essentially had a throwaway race. And now you've got people that are gonna, like Finn, he's going to have more than one throwaway race. Yes, granted, because there's a few more points you can go on in the semi and the quali. But, um, Do those semi points count for the overall? Uh, I'm being sarcastic. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, Brayton. Sorry, Brayton. Yeah. No. Hey, if the UCI can get Peter Sagan and um, and Vanderpool like third row, like in in like someone picked up a phone and said put them third row. If you can change the rule that quick, you can change like when they realize. I agree. They, I, I they, think they made the points thing. You can. I would hope they it. can like learn from that and be like, geez, okay, but Brayton for this reason, okay, let's get him an entry. 
But the problem is you set the president and then these other guys like, oh, yeah. but I want to race. No, no, you don't get manager, you was, change it for the, you You make. And I heard there was a junior that missed the sign on because the schedule yeah, changed. No, that's, and I'm not that's shooting on anyone. That's unacceptable. If you ever bring a schedule forward, you have to be adaptable. I, you I, can always push things later. Imagine yeah. you, hey, sorry, your flight's left. What do you mean my flight is left? No, no, we moved the flight earlier. Yeah. You can't. These like, days, can't I'm screen grabbing that. everything just as like uh, anyway. insurance policy, just in case. So, yeah, we're about to digress. Yeah. So, so let's. We forgot about the juniors. Those top three guys, amazing. Um, would the result have been different in the wet? Possibly, but the, those three guys will have been looking great the last couple of of, of races. True. And Pinkerton's got the confidence, and he's. Phew, He's like he won in the dust and and looks like and juniors are juniors. I don't think they like calm down in qualies. They just go. Yeah, they so, just get on their bike and they hammer it. So yeah. <laughs> with elites, are starting to have to ride like the juniors, just balls to the wall, all or nothing. Like you know, like I said, and we had six races, six different winners in the elites. Um, That's you know, been epic. including world including world champs. So. That never really used to be a thing. Um, no, no, we, that's we, this we, new we, we would these four guys would always be on the podium, and these this one there'd be like three a pool of three riders that could take the other spot, the fourth or the fifth spot. But that's been our conversation for the last two three years: is the depth, the depth, the depth, the depth of race winners, the depth of podiums, the depth of twenty top thirties. I mean, look at Ollie Davis. Yep. You know, you got this guy's now slowing to the top 10. So, and then, you, you know, know, yes, he's young, but maybe he wasn't qualifying a bit here and there and he just doesn't have funding and like he's just not in our sport. And then the previous race, he beats Laurie Greenland, a team rider. And then this race, he beats Greg Minow, a team rider. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> yeah. That's all. But shout out. These, I mean, they, but props that's, where uh, props is due. It's what also, a ride. It was also because the two tracks we've just had, the last two races, have been awesome. And um, it brings out natural riding skill not just like years of training and core work and gym work you know obviously that's going to help on any kind of track but it also allows riders on pure skill to get good results Remy Tiron, Ollie Davis you know you know well you need a mix of these tracks in a world cup season that's the beauty of it yeah oh that's what I wanted to say you're talking about throwaway races yeah now with the level that's going up and how hard you got to push I've always advocated for one throwaway if, race a year. If we had ten, if we had ten or eleven 10. races, if we had ten so or eleven races, not we're not even going to have eight next year. I don't think we might have seven. Okay. So if you had about ten, you'd say cool. I'd say one throwaway race, your best nine At, count. The current, you know how enduro, cool. you know how enduro, every race counts, and you've got to keep your equipment going, and because that's the nature and the sport of enduro, right? The spirit of enduro. Yeah. So I, you know, no throwaways. Um, run the same wheels and suspension and stuff and be self-sufficient on the day one pit stop that's how that sport is but downhill the nature of the sport of being that one run everything counts or now two or three runs it's 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 just too intense and then for and the injury side of things you know you have an injury you might be okay or you might end up missing one race or depending on where it falls in the block and you might then bounce back so i'm a big fan of in downhill only, a th one throwaway result. I agree. But then it, what but, about but then mechanicals, it requires... flats? Now you've got this top 30 thing. If you're not protected and you miss out on a final, it's harder to get into yeah. a final. Yeah. So now you're further away. Yeah. 
It's like, but if but you we need more races before because yeah. then otherwise you have a throwaway and then you have a race in in like Beijing or in Brazil or or and then people are not going to go because it's too expensive for them to go, so they use that as their throwaway. So it almost needs a clause like you can't use you have to you have to have either a doctor certificate or you've got to show up to race. <laughs> you, you, know? you can't just you can't use your throwaway because you don't feel like racing. I don't or think something. anyone's going to use it. I just think it'll give us more of a story for the title hunt. There's often yeah. like a title hunt's going to happen, and then a flat tire happens. But Certain then things you know, happen. Like, but then rider error and crashes, and what Finn did, unfortunately, overrode the course. He made a mistake. He went out the track. Yeah, unfortunately, that goes more on Finn's, you know, like you know. But, but he knew he knew if he'd stopped where where he had like if he got on the anchors, slow down, stopped, he would have been way down there. If he ran back up and around, he knew straight away he'd be DQ'd. He wasn't trying to like no, cheat he or cut just the was done. He's like, I'm done with. This and it's like yeah. by the time he pushed up and got back um, for the thirtieth, say he got thirtieth, he wouldn't have got thirtieth. I have a question. What what was the points down to thirtieth? We should know this. Well, I should no. know. This. I still haven't got the clarity. I'll actually ask some guys on the ground here because I was asking, say there's some protected riders and there's 32 people in the field. Yeah. Then on the paper, like uh, at Lenza Heider, yeah. 31st and 32nd didn't get any points. Yeah, they should. Only 30. I they think should, they should. They should get the same point as 30. Yeah, well, no, they can get 30 for 30th and then 29 and 28. That's the, how the points go. It's like 30th, 30 yeah. points for 30th. Yeah, and because they yeah because like, they they qualified and the, the guys that were protected didn't essentially so yeah, they, the they should be rewarded. But if That's the protected the whole point guy of gets protected and then has a flat like Greg, then yeah. he's just gifted twenty eight points. So is that right or wrong? So I need to just ask officially what the ruling is because on paper it shows you don't get any points unless you're top thirty in the final. Yeah, but sometimes there's thirty three riders. Yeah, so. I think you should probably just get some points. Yeah, you've if got you're to in the, the final, final, whether you protect for sure. Literally, they're already making it more of an advantage for protected riders. Um, but let's not digress. We should stay on Ludenville. Uh, Ludenville, A. Hey, we went there last year for the EWS. And a couple of things great about this venue. Passionate race organizer. It shows on everything he did. The race village, we have big grass area. We could finally, all the teams and all the privateers and all the people camping were within 500, 400 meters of each other. And within the Finnish uh area of both enduro and the downhill you didn't have this like apartheid system between enduro and downhill <laughs> apartheid system. that's what it was in leo that's gang great. that's what there was in leo gang seriously i would have no, kicked off if i was an enduro team in leo gang i was like oh you put us in this working quarry thanks sweet there isn't you know the, the I fact of the matter i also would have kicked off there. The, although the, the they fact of the matter is lift. there was no physical that was space closest to their lifter <laughs> no, yeah, I'm but yeah. anyway, I'm pissing in. We're coffee. not talking about Leo Gang. That that was terrible. Um, Lunenville was always going to be a good venue, and there's just little things a race organizer does. When you show up and he's built a lovely start house, you know he cares and has pride in the track. And then when you see the riders' warm up area next to it, there's these two uh, portable toilets, and they're these like bespoke, hand built wooden, architecturally inspired slope roof lovely wood cladding like you on know a, on the portable toilet you know if the portable toilets are going to be pretty scenic eco and just fucking nice in the <laughs> photograph then you know you're in for a good race is that how, is that how you that's literally how you judge a race that's so, how you judge a race you go to the top for course walk and if there's if there's no if there's a scenic like well if there's a design bespoke toilet we know we're in for a good race if they're willing to spend money on the fucking toilet you know for a fact every little 
everything's been thought about except the B zone. Um, not probably not the guys uh, not his, <laughs> below his pay grade, but. It's like going to a restaurant. You can look. You look at that. Do they have? So a it's the small things in life, look, as they say. Andrew, if you're outside a restaurant and you look inside, and you, you, the uncle says, "Dude, look at the chairs. We're not eating there." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Look at the, I look at the menu." Uncle's like, "No, look at their chairs. If they're willing to pick those chairs, I don't trust the chef and their and their menu because you have some shitty looking chairs that don't fit in with the decor of the restaurant. The food's going to be bad. And it's the exact same thing. If you're That's willing such to such an amazing female male comparison, like, dude, look at the burger on this menu." Not sitting on this chair. Uh, no, it's not, not even trusting. the comfort of the chairs. No, it's just I the, totally the aesthetics. So if someone was thinking about the aesthetics of an area and he has takes pride in his local pride, he wants to display the area and the village. And yeah. um, there's no major town and the fans just trucked in by, by the thousands. What and was uh, the fan base like? Compared to yeah. Leger. Okay, Leger last year doesn't count because it was world. And it's and it's in this this like and Geneva e and it's you're so in easy a, to access. Yeah. That's in the middle of nowhere. There, there was uh, decent. the bottom finish was packed. There's people like where they could be on the track on the top. Um and the great thing there, there's tons of riding around. There's open bike park trails. Um there was to me there was full full arena. Uh, the like the grandstand always fills up by the time the men's come down it's a little spotty because people are walking the track and it's saved for VIP or something and they show up late um, everything about this race was good you know like the only thing is the junior cancellation and um, and that's it uh, what else something just came to me oh, there's a, there's if a they go back yes. it's going to be incredible because credit where credit's due Champery that 2007 which we were going to mm. speak about these yeah. mud races and not cancelling cancelling the 2007 was borderline shouldn't have been raced. In today's in today's but when we went back in 2011 when Danny won. Yeah, there was benches it cut. Was benches cut. There was, it was more way more netting, rideable. And they put steps for the spectators, medics and marshals. They learned a lot that race yes. and it was like in the that was you could get away with that in 2007. You can't, you get, can't away now. get away with that now. As they should not have been got away with not providing more track access. Yeah, yeah, which is course. which is ultimately probably the reason why the Same junior race was cancelled. Yeah, you know, but you know that's a shame. That could have that, especially when when me and Aaron Bartlett told the people in charge that this should and needs to be done, not for a media perspective, for a general safety and access issue for everyone, and they had the time to do it. <clears throat> the fact that they didn't do it and that they signed off and saying the track was ready, that, you know, that's unacceptable. Oh, sorry, I'm about to take you down that rabbit hole. Let's get um, back to the racing. Shit, it's red. Is it red? The battery's... Oh, no, that's really just recording. I think that's battery's recording. Still going. It'll flash. Andrew, talking about... We're recording this. What the fuck, dude? Your backgrounds. It's, Should I have had... When you what? take a photo, you look You look at everything except the action. This is unacceptable. No, but the yeah, problem but look, with the lighting, dude. Dude, you can just hang a drape here. Put a, poster, put a poster up. No, I should have had... I put should us have, against this nice I wall. should have had an HDMI cable here. This podcast is sponsored by Hisense. Um, I hope you guys appreciate Mate, it. If Sven could commit to a time, I've had, I'd have better way. Hey... This is thrown together because I had Dude, a I've had no flight. sleep uh, You've had no sleep. I was meant to record days ago, but I've had a missed flight, and I've been traveling to Leger. So you're welcome, sports fans. We add it. Next time, um, Andrew's going to have a way better backdrop because this is gonna, he's going to remember what I just well, told him. Well, if you go follow my new Instagram, Moving the Needle underscore podcast. Oh, you finally started your own your podcast one, not Needle. Yeah, we're getting there. It's just, you know. Every, everything in time and YouTube will be moving the needle podcast. We'll be throwing archive stuff, some of your stuff out there. So if you want to get a visual aspect, we're going to get to it. But the more you help, the more I can fly a freaking drape around to keep Sven happy. Yeah. So visually, you we might get not a set. See this. We can get a set fluffer. A set fluffer. Yeah. Get Ollie Wilkins or somebody. <laughs> 
A set fluffer. And I can start paying better guests, and then Sven doesn't have to do this for free. A coffee. Because I've got to run on no, Sven's schedule. No, you never schedule. pay guests. You never pay guests. You can't pay for opinions. I didn't say I would. Yeah. But what if I want, like... A coffee would be nice. Would I gave you coffee. Yeah, I need another What if one. I wanted, I don't know, freaking Tony Hawk or someone incredible, like you've got to go through his manager and pay No, but it. the thing is you have credibility. You never have to pay no, someone. No, I'm teasing. I, yeah, I no, but I'm, I'm saying there's a, No, obviously, but... Um, but if you do the, follow and support the podcast, I could buy... Ah, talking drapes, the commentary. Better mics, this, that. Talking the commentary, we had Pom Pom and Gwyn there. I saw. Yeah. But Pom Pom wasn't there for the elite final woman, or did I miss that? I think she did the semi. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah. good to get the insight. It's always nice to have an injured rider on like on standby. Um, and it looks like, you know, Red Bull are very heavily invested in this new um, show because, you know, all the guest speakers has is, is been, you know, Gee, we've had him, we've had Pom Pom, we've had Gwen, and they're all Red Bull athletes. Thing, or do you think it's just coincidence? Because uh, there as well. True, and, yeah, yeah. And Gwen's obviously just English and, and unfortunately better spoken. I wouldn't say better spoken. Well, he's for, for, English. For, for English speakers, yeah. yeah uh, not I, the whole not, world's not, not English. I'm not knocking The French Amarie. are ruling the sport right now. No, you are, let Amri speak however he wants to speak. But they're not letting him speak in French. It's true, yeah. Which is... A disservice to him. Yeah, but but they but they'd have French broadcasts that. Um, Do they use it or talk to him? I'm not sure if they use him. That would be cool. But I'm saying the the broadcast is available in multiple languages, so that's good. Everyone's adapting. Everyone's trying to yeah. improve. Everyone, come on. These can comments. you imagine seeing Omri on that track? Oh, that would have been crazy. You can so Gwyn's made peace with his injury. You can see Omri. It's tough in those interviews. Yeah. Like he wants to be out there so much, and Gwyn's just had. Well, they've both had so many injury-filled years lately. Which it's is just really the, the tough. nature of the game. It is. Yeah. So it is. I would say that really good insight. Um, Gwyn, as much as he has to focus on himself as a top-level sport, he is connected to a lot of his riders. So that was cool. And I want to. There was a time when I thought Gwyn would come in, dominate, and you wouldn't see him again. He almost spoke like that. So I want to get him on the podcast and ask him. Yeah. Now. I think he's very invested in the sport. Well, and activity wise, it's like he'll stay in the sport. Maybe he runs the team, and you know, once he retires, maybe he still like runs a team. Well, he the like, night, which is pretty cool. So he was speaking very highly of his competitors. He was giving props to Greg. Like he was really humble in a lot of his opinions. I'm, I'm just happy when he didn't really need to be. I'm just happy that before this injury, Gwyn's latest injury that's going to Massad, he showed very visible and obvious signs that he he was back you know and that went, yeah, 100%. yeah so so see so can you imagine he got injured but hadn't had those good results yeah, in the comeback it would be how hard would it be now to be like oh do i even care or bother yeah so it's so good that he he basically knows and he would have he's itching he almost he's won itching. andorra last year without yeah. a mistake he's he's itching um, yeah that's true and and, that's and great. he won a race that would have been cancelled yeah, Under three, today's three conditions, in the, three in the booth was pretty cool. It takes the pressure off the other two. Um, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard any of the commentary. I've just seen the comments. Yeah, but, I'll um, show it to you offline. What, so are, that's what are we talking cool. about? Let's talk about the women. Uh, definitely, we haven't finished the men, but oh, yeah. the woman was incredible. We, we should talk about like the new, because everyone knows the results and who came where and, and what they looked I know like in the live talk feed. About no, 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 no. I, I'd like to like. You should talk about Lisa. The, no, I want to talk about in the in the men like new faces in the. I top. thought we were talking about the women. Yeah, but you said we hadn't finished talking about the men. Uh, yeah, but then the the men can wait. Okay. Let's get women here. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't like to always wait till the end for the women. 
because yeah. their racing's crazy exciting. Lisa Bauman, um, she was clinical. You, her braking technique, and we know why, who her coaches are. Yeah. It was clinical. Like she wasn't like locking up the wheel. She would like she's also brake early and then she would like hit a berm and then pedal arc. You she's also see. tiny and weighs nothing. So yeah. like braking like is a... No, but I think as a guy at home, men and women, you could learn from her technique. She was well, very smooth and, on the brake. And she's got so much more to learn from technique. She's been riding in the field less... I'm taking a look at the names. She's basically been riding downhill for two years and enduro before that and cross country before that. So she, yeah, she's been riding a long time. Um, but racing Daniel for two years, you know, the Ravenels kind of saw the direction of Daniel and Endure, and they're like, we want to get all our athletes shine, shifted over to to Daniel. That's kind of is that where the attention more, Sven? It, it's starting to. It's uh, like, there was there's a time another time for another whole podcast, and it depends, you know. Um, but it's a kind of a time cool for another topic, whole podcast huh? on yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, fair you know the state of Enduro and state of Daniel and direction of both. But sports. more riders seem to be coming back to Daniel, like a Vidal. Mm. Lisa at one point look we all thought Rich, Richie Rude was going to like do some more downhill this year when we saw him on the downhill bike and did national champs Maybe and next stuff year. yeah um, so Lisa's shifted from cross country to enduro to downhill only two years on the bike so she's got tons to learn but also when someone says sort of um, small and lightweight is that and in women's racing the stronger you are the faster you can be um, she's just going to get better right yeah, the, the the track certainly helped with that. And and then also what it was the first the time I've ever seen. So yeah, her top split wasn't even that bad. So she rides with um she trains with the Ravenels, obviously, on on that team, and that's Valley Hall's coach. So off season they are seeing hanging out together, training together and riding downhill and enduro together. Both Valley doing Enduro and Lisa doing downhill. Um but for the first time ever this week and it was frustrating for me as a photographer I'm shooting both of them but like you know if you're shooting a rider with the rainbow jersey and another rider you always tend to switch from the other rider to the rider of the rainbow jersey right um just it's just kind of the pecking order or whatever you know so if you have to choose you just choose the fastest best rider um depends but uh Basically, for the first time ever, Valley wasn't leading those two out. wasn't leading Arise and Lisa out. Lisa was leading Valley out. Yeah, Valley and spoke I, about that. And I never asked why. I was just kind of frustrated. I was like, hey, Lisa, you're in the way. And then I'd quickly get a Lisa shot, switch to Valley and back and forth, trying to get them both. Um, but I was like, I was like, because I knew Valley was sick coming into the weekend. So perhaps first day practice, she was quite smart and didn't dive in head first knowing that she's been like she was really sick eh? um, especially with the practice being moved forward and, and a whole day that probably wouldn't have been at all good for her um, so I was like very confused and surprised and obviously Valet's like seen Lisa's progress and was happy to do a run behind Lisa or maybe Lisa was here for the test events and Valet was just like alright I'll run behind you first runs and she said it actually sparked her on because Lisa was going so good in practice. She was like, help. So that might have actually sparked her speed by the race going, okay, well, if Lisa was going keeping this up quick, with me later, my yeah. chilled pace down here, is my not, normal pace to win a race enough. is not fast enough. So it could also have helped Valley. She spoke about it. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So it's, it's really cool to see. It's like, um, I'm going to call Val Valley a veteran now. Even, like, she's riding like a veteran, she even, though, she, even, like though, she, a veteran. even though she's not, she's making the decisions. Um, yeah, and then like the approach of Valley, like she was still able to do her like aggressive, where she's strong yet also like able to hop and 
pop from 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 lines to like hit turns like a kind of like 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 when you you know when you shred a turn you when you punch you, it yeah yeah um which on our steeper track is a lot harder to do and and she was still able to do that like she didn't change her riding style she didn't have to get defensive or, or change her posture or get further back on the bike she was equally forward and um and it showed in in her she just attacked the whole track even the steep stuff yeah I think Nina's it's pretty impressive like just consistently now like she knows where she slots in well, no, she not slots in. She knows that oh, she to can win. Yeah, yeah, she knows she can beat Valley. That's what I mean. But she also knows to do that, she's got to push. Yeah, and like, and she had to push, and she you saw, and she made some mistakes, and she or lost a mistake, and she and she lost for sure time on that. But she knew, I asked her about, it and she wasn't frustrated. She wasn't frustrated with how it ended up because she said without pushing hard, she wouldn't have been able to beat Valley. So and then by pushing hard, you open the room for mistakes. Yeah. So and Valley it, made it, a mistake in a similar area, so it wouldn't have been like a race winning. Mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Race everything is a would have, could have, should have. No one, yeah. no one had a perfect run, but she knows she has to push and she will push, and that's going to lead to errors. And speaking of that, Seagrave, she was pushing. Yeah, that crash came from commitment of pushing. You know, she just sort of got a little bit off balance going in, over lent, and the tire pushed on those dirt. You know, yeah. dirt. So and she had seven seconds on, on the riders before. Like that was, yeah, she well, was the I mean, first big jump in the, you know. Third at the second split. So yeah. she was easily on for a podium, if yeah. not better. I mean, those steeps would have been very similar to her old stomping ground of yeah. Morzine, Leger, where we are sitting now. Yeah. So um, she knows that type of dirt. She knows that in between. So... Yeah, you can, and you she's can on see in her post she, like and she's, she's on, stoked. She she's knows on she's like up. back pushing. She's on the up, yeah. So if you crash when you're pushing like Bernard, it's less frustrating yeah. than if you're off the pace and you crash or you just did like a nervous error, you know. Yeah, my racing, I would always be careful but then still brake check when I'm being careful. So you'd be like double careful and double slow. It was <laughs> I could never figure it out. <laughs> that's why we're here talking. Yeah, that's exactly why. And uh, not definitely not racing, but... Marine, she backed up what, well, not backed up, she improved from a semi, had like a terrible semi, so that was cool. So she benefited from having another chance. And and again, and it's really nice to see where she is back. Like she's and only splits, building momentum. And her splits at the end, the last two, I think she had good splits of the last two sections yeah. of the track. She's um, definitely making time from them. And then Phoebe Gale. Phoebe had the biggest crash. Like, so when you're shooting, um, Oh, yeah, this brings up another point. Um, you know, riders have been disqualified if a marshal helps them get the bikes. Some commissaries will disqualify if a marshal interferes and assists yeah, a rider. Yeah, outside assistance. There but is these, a these marshals, because it's their first World Cup, they don't know. And when you see someone struggling or hitting the deck or like their bike's down in the forest behind, below like the catch keeper. net or like – Technically, the rider can get disqualified if the marshal's helping, and, and or if a rider, if the bike's, you know, the catch netting is impossible to get your bike out. It just takes forever, you know. Um, but I guess the marshals need to be better briefed that that some commissaires will disqualify the rider if you assist them. So, but also these marshals, like you say, but they're doing they're it, doing it unintentional. Like no, you no, they don't ask them to do they it. Just, they just don't know that that's the yeah. that, that's the job. But um, if you're not, I mean, no, I, I think it's ridiculous. The, the crashes happen. You're I, losing time. If a marshal yes. can help you get your bike out the fence, they should let like, it happen. Did you have an advantage? Advantage of what? I'm yeah, but already then, 20 seconds back and I don't know where my bike is. Yeah, but, someone just but bring sometimes, it back up and I yeah, want to go to you know, But sometimes like when you try, like I've also had a marshal try to help me and like we, we counter, we're opposing each other. <laughs> yeah, He's pulling one way and it's like, you know what? He's making it worse, especially like, 
like when you rush. Um, but so Phoebe, in a in a, I'm in that first steep section where you coming blind, you turn over and there's like this little stump where uh, who crashed? Um, not the Ronan Jack- Dunn. Not Ronan, the Jackson crash. Ronan Dunn crashed on that that like you turn in and then you hit the stump and into the steep shoot above the super steep section was a steep section. Um, and anyway, so Phoebe did the same thing. You're gassed from the top. You're just entering the steeps and it's the first natural steep like inside left, boom. And as you come over the brow, you kind of, because it's now your first race run or um, you're going faster, so you're drifting wider and you don't know where that stump is. She basically hit it full on um, and massive crash, massive impact. And I literally, my last few frames of the sequence are completely blurry because I was already dropping the camera because this was one of those crashes where I knew immediately she's she's hurt. I need Shucks. to get there and protect from the next rider because you don't know if the marshal's going to stop the flag or just help her do whatever I can. And as I'm running there, I'm like halfway to her and this other marshal's screaming, stop, stop the race, stop. Because it was one of those crashes you like immediately it's stop horrendous. the race. Yeah, sure. She's ready up doesn't even check her brakes or anything. She's like, and I'm expecting her to be completely winded because it was from like, you know, eight foot drop to to stump stop. And, <clears throat> and before I can get to her, she's like gone. She's on her bike and gone. And she, quali- she I think she qualified like she was the last qualifier and she wasn't a protected rider. Like that instinct kicked in and fair play to her. What she did then, like um, got her into the final and uh, on the podium. That's like, incredible. And yeah. I, I, but that Especially was a, to bounce back. That was a big quite hit. a nerve-wracking crash. Yeah. You know? And she's taken tons of crashes last year, and this year she hasn't well, crashed so much. She's young, so it helps. It and she's, helps. She's, she's strong. But, um, yeah, so good, so good job on, on Phoebe. Um, but, man, that was, that was a – yeah, these women are tough, man. Way it's tougher than, than I, I ever was. And there's way more I than 10 that are tough. Yeah. And, let's and, not and, get into that. Yeah. And they, they, you know, <laughs> we want to see more of them in the final. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. If they do away with the semi final, Andrew, which I feel like that's the feeling everyone's got, you know, they, they're going to, they just can't just sitting... go to a 30 man final, but they might, like, then they, they might. You know, split the difference or find compromise. Okay, we'll give you 40 men in the final. Like, I, I would like, tell you how you get them. I would like to have. Oh, you want the last chance qualifiers? Yeah, but then it's another 100%. run. But then it's another run. When are you having that run? You're having that run after quali. LCQ. LCQ, baby. But then I, I think you have a forty. I think you have a fifty-man final, and there we go. Well, if you, if you want to cut, if you have if, to cut riders, go from. I don't even want to cut to sixty. I already wanted to stay at eighty, but that's unrealistic. Sixty in, for today's organization is unrealistic. Not to me because it worked well in Andorra, but like fifty. I'm scared if they go to forty. Thirty is unacceptable. If they go to forty. Oh, Whatever they go to. The LCQ be, be sweet. How good of a story would an LCQ be? So, 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 like the so, last, you quali- so you qualify. Okay, you qualify. So then then position whoever got 40th to 50th or 40th to 60th, who who goes to the LCQ? That's fine. How many people uh, go up? We can. The reason I'm saying some of the as one of the options, which I think is a very realistic thing, because yeah. it, it does a few things. Right now, if you're not protected, it's... Hard, like it's yes. You've got to like qualify, then you've got to do it again. Yeah, and yeah, then you've yeah. got to get to the final, and you've got to right? be conservative. So you, you but you can can't say, be but conservative. I did it, twi- I did yeah. it like once, then I didn't do it. Now I'm not in the final. I lose points. Here we say, okay, cool. To get into the final, it's let's call it thirty or forty. It doesn't yeah. matter. So you've got a chance. Yeah. So I've given you one chance. Okay. Take Greg Minard. Wasn't protected. Yeah. I've given you a chance. You flattered. Not my problem. Yeah. Then we go LCQ. So from fortieth to hundred or who, whatever the timing, you go again. There's too many. Too many though. 
Maybe 40, second gaps? Maybe 40th to 60th. These are the guys that would have qualified in the old system. Yeah. Yeah. Send 20 more riders down and you, you take 10 of them. So some people will say, oh, you're so getting people an will advantage. Watch it. People will watch because it. Because then if you don't get to the final, which is 40 riders or 30 or whatever they need, yeah. you can't complain. You've had two chances to show that you're the top rider on and that And instead course. of having a semi where everyone's going, and it'll, why be, it'll be quicker. It'll so be the quicker. core fan, some watch semis, You're watching it for consequence. You want to watch it because… Now you're going… I'm watching that because the top 10, that's like a race in itself. Is, How dangerous is, will that run be? Is Matt though? Walker, he was a casualty. Is he going to get in? Is someone else going to get in? How hard do I have to push to be the top 10 Dude, of you're going to push guys? so hard because you're not going against the best of the rest. You've got more time on the track. Well, that's so be it. I don't want to be in the LCQ. One more run. They do it in motocross. Yeah. So if you're going to limit the field and limit the final, I think you've got to give yourself more opportunity to have the correct people there. That was just like one scenario. So, but, but this the problem, is a, the problem, the only is a problem, five hour podcast, the problem, and you've got to look at the data the, as well. The only problem with that is like it's after quali, you'd have to wait for everyone to come down, and then that's kind of the end of the day. And then you've got to find time to send 10 more guys back up and give them time yeah, to warm this up is and go. The other challenge yeah. should juniors be at a World Cup? Uh, yes, the no other sport in the whole history, and I, I'm all want the sport to grow. No yeah, but look what the juniors top have done sport in the world. Well, yeah, but they've done a good other job. People. Yeah, but they've done a good job with separating them on a different day and and. But it's causing allowing... issues with schedule. No, not so much. No, the schedule. Hey, the, the, the schedule want... with the juniors is, is is now working. I think. I'm just saying, what other elite sport in the world that you're trying to showcase at the highest level are you having to run around? I'm sorry. When you have juniors that are setting fastest time of the day, 100, percent you have the juniors in. The, have them in the lead. as the lead, like they used to be. Yeah. I didn't okay. say don't race. It's I didn't been, say don't race. The development it. of the junior has been awesome for the sport. And should we have, like last year, the, the, every single junior girl qualified because they didn't want to like, I don't know why they, why that was. Now they have to qualify. So should juniors be there? Yes. Should it be a different path to getting there? Probably, yeah. And I, I'll say this, if there's any juniors listening, I'm not saying and you I shouldn't think be doing the, the, the way race, they've shifted. But the, maybe the schedule should be really no, like. The schedule's good for the juniors now, I think. They've, they've, no, and they've taken. what I'm saying. They're allowing more space on the race day for elites and for changes to that schedule because there's no the junior race racing. The race got cancelled because they didn't have enough time to fit in a junior race. The race, didn't, the race did not get cancelled. should never have been cancelled. Why couldn't have been the next No one, morning? they haven't. Because. The, the, because they have so no, much no. elite racing. Andrew. What, <laughs> Let's I'm start legit. with the race should not have been cancelled, and yeah. then, then that solves the issue. Uh, the, the race, the junior, that put the day was the most perfect day. Could have raced any time that whole day. Oh, you you would have had it on the same day for sure. That okay. was the best weather day. There was nothing wrong with that weather. Uh, All those juniors, guess what they went and did? Take a guess. Probably rode the bike path. Yes, of course okay. they did. I don't want to digress. I do think that the depth is there, and it is a challenge having third in the final. Um, I think there are other options. LC, LCQ, if we could figure a way I to like, fit it in and make it work. No, but I've got this. Like, I can't explain okay, no, this yeah, in a no, no, quick no, podcast. Like, no, I've no. Got, this is like a five-hour look yeah, at the Yeah, but it comes down to – I'll show you No, this no, I process. agree with everything you're saying, but yeah. it's it's how do we fit it in the schedule, yeah. which, which you know, like you were saying, get rid of the juniors, then we could fit it in the schedule because then you wouldn't Or know you me. get rid of the semis. Well, we're going to get rid of the semi with this LCQ thing of yours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But the semi is happening on race so day. Like so to it's make not, it into the final. So the semi is happening chances. on race day. So you're saying you could, instead of the semi, the LCQ could be on the race day. Yeah. But then you and are then, giving an extra run on race day. You'd rather yeah. do the LCQ on the qualifying day, the day you before, could, so the guys can get like. You could argue. No, you definitely. There's arguments on both sides. There's no perfect science. There's no, there's no 
perfect scenario for semis and there's no perfect scenario for LCQs and there's no perfect scenario to have 30 or 40 in the final. You're not going to please everyone. See, I think this but is... But like if I was a guy that made it to the final, I don't want to do another run on race day. But if you go, yes. well, I still want to get in the final. So I, yeah. yes, I get different track, uh, more track conditions, but I fatigue my body. Yeah. No, I think, I think, I think brilliant, brilliant idea. I mean, and test events are good ways to trial this, you know, um, like they had the Lord's test event to test the whole thing. And, the, you know, there's different ways of doing that. And I, and I feel this organization is flexible enough. They've got to see the season through. This is the the way we're doing. And I feel this organization is flexible enough that they could entertain something like that. Yeah, Because I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure um, it'll make good TV. It'll make uh, gripping TV. There's drama, there's storyline. That's all we I need. mean, I would tune in to watch LCQ, no doubt. Anyway, yeah, but you're not going to necessarily tune in to watch like six hours of, 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 or four hours or two hours of qualifying. Currently. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. but I'm not everyone. Yeah. So I don't have but a lot a of But if a lot of the core it. people like us can't watch both the semi and the final, that, that means, you know. I'm so. And I worry I that. Was, I was open to it. I want to speak to more riders. The general consensus is. What is it? What is the semi? Yeah. Well, and uh, because it's not like and and we're going into the season was like oh, we're going to see even more of the riders. That's good. Everything was a bonus. Was, oh, we'll see this, and we'll, it means more TV, which is what we always wanted. We wanted to see the juniors, which we're getting, which is amazing. Yeah. But in the reality of it is, you nobody can watch six hours on the same day. Some people do. Like I yeah. spoke to some. Like Miles at home says, I love it. More racing, more watching, more watch hours. So from a Organization broadcast, you got more watch hours. But a lot of these people, which is good for advertising. So, but I still, I just, I don't. But the LCQ's I, ratings would be way higher. I think so. Imagine watching sound, only those those next fastest thirty guys. So they're all going to be quality riders going for ten extra spots or twenty guys going yeah. for ten spots. And then, like, if you say, "Oh, the finals got two little riders," and it's like, but you weren't one of the top forty riders on that week. We gave you two chances. Yeah. Well, they're giving they're getting two chances now because with the, no, with the like semi. If you um, win the semi, like Benoit, what we we just talk about him in a podcast, but what does it really mean? If you yeah. get some points, right? People don't for remember the World, Cup overall. World champs. No one remembers second. You, uh, World cups. No one remembers uh, semifinals. Yeah, like our sports always been built on this final. So I'm yeah. just trying to understand it, and I want to speak to the powers that be a little bit more just to understand their goal of it. But I think it's their way of fairly. Giving guys that aren't in the final broadcast time, you're not pushing out the sport. You're still no, in the like on paper, it, it's a, it was a great idea, yeah. especially when you're cutting the finals of thirty. But in realistically, as a TV package and and as a race day activity, it is nice for the. I'll What's tell you. Like I'll tell on, you what it on is. Site? On site, it's great having the semi. The spectators get to see another kind of race run. So they can do watch that race run walking down the course because before they would just be doing training, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> if you were only 30 guys on the track training, there would be way too few people on the track for spectators to watch. It would be just a big gap in riders. So for on-course public viewing thing, the semi is great. That's a pro. Uh, for, yeah. for, for photographers, it allows us to get a sort of another race run scenario shot and higher think, up the track so we don't have to be kind so of at the bottom. it looks like a race run, but it so, is a race yeah, run. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit, I screwed so up the race pro. run and I've got Valley in a Remo jersey higher up at the track. So there are a lot of pros for the semi. And like, you can't say, oh, it's too much racing. Well, then just don't watch it. So I, I'm not even going to use it as an argument. Yeah. I think I, the poor I think, guy I think that does LCQ, watch I think LCQ so, to get more riders into the final is a great idea, Andrew. I'm open. I've got all the. I've got the information. It's a longer podcast, and I've got the idea. I've had we, it. For we need a while. visuals. We need timestamps. Visuals. We need. Do I need a b 
build a deck. PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Yeah. I don't know. Do they still do PowerPoints? Are we too I've old? I've never built one. No okay. idea. Okay. We're digressing. We, we always digress. That's the point. My breakfast uh, closes oh, at 10. What? So we're going to... Pause. Flashing battery. Video. Good break point. Break. During my racing years and even now, I take my health and nutrition pretty seriously, I must say. It was so difficult though to stick to a routine and to remember to take all those necessary supplements. Then I found AG1. I'm so excited to partner with them personally and for this podcast. I actually started taking AG1 long before this partnership even came about. Now you might ask, what is this stuff? Think of AG1 as your all-in-one health insurance. I know I do. I have never been one for taking a million different supplements or vitamins. So this is the perfect all-in-one solution. Honestly, I actually look forward to taking it. I do it first thing in the morning. I feel more alert and focused and I know I'm taking care of my body and health. I feel energized to get my day going. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier and that's why I trust AG1. I just mix one small scoop with water and drink it first thing each morning as I said and then I'm done. So check this out. With that one scoop of AG1 I've been talking about, you're absorbing, listen to this, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right. This is a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, recovery and helps enhance your focus. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs and none of that nasty chemical artificial anything, all while still tasting good. Now let's all be honest with each other. We all know we don't eat enough vegetables or consume the healthiest meals some of the time, especially when we get busy. We all want something quick and easy which will help us in life. AG1 supports better sleep quality recovery, mental clarity and alertness. Now I don't care what you do in life, I think we can all agree this is super important. AG1 is trusted by so many professional athletes and health experts. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash moving the needle, that's again drinkag1.com forward slash moving the needle to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The link will be in the show notes as well. All right, we're back from a little ad break. battery change. That's probably an ad, ad break. break. Oh, I can put an ad in there, can't I? It's better you... get your AG1s in, gentlemen. Sven, I've had mine this morning. All right. Mine ran out. We've digressed. I like to rev you up. No, I don't want the juniors never to be there. I just want more time in the schedule. Yes, I have ideas. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Some of them are very ugly. I don't know the full story. I'm certainly open to an LCQ if they're opening open to changes. But currently, we have a quali. We have a semi. We have a final. Benoit was the man to beat. Unfortunately, came. you're eventually going to lack consistency if you keep doing race runs. You know, go, to go 1-1 one, one crash... Bummer. Yeah. I mean, Valley did it. 1-1-1, one, 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 yeah. But she had maybe some time to play with. Benoit knows he's got no time to play with. And Loic Bruni, it's crazy to say, and he admits he's not of the a, season. And he admits he's not a He likes wet, to admit that. Wet weather. Eh? He, he, maybe he's just like a, you know, maybe, maybe it still is a weakness for him, but he's that good that he can still, with his weakness, still win the race. Well, that shows a champion, like, to be aware of something you feel is not your biggest strength yeah like greg says like you know andorra carrying speed making speed like he knows he's good at that yeah um he's not 
the best if it's super, super steep and you've got to control your braking. He'll say like, okay, that's not his best Forte, skill set. Yeah. Forte. Yeah. So Loic is clearly working on it, but those were pretty slippery conditions. And, and It wasn't pissing rain, but um, I think just it's the fire from qualifying first at World Champs. Andorra. Man, what I a mean, what a vind- what so a what a vindica- vindication for him to get the win now because yeah. it easy could have gone another race. Then there's all the pressure here in Leger, like but he's going to come into Leger a little bit more relaxed now um, that he's got that win. Talking about uh, all of them and last weekend, how good is Laurent as a team manager? He's had every single rider in his team wear the leader's jersey this season. Yeah, that's cool. That I didn't notice that as well. Unbelievable. You've had Jordan, Finn, and Loic all in the leader's jersey. and uh, We just need Finn to win a race this season, which could easily happen. Yeah. And then he's got every rider's one. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a dream season for him. And, and it um, really, really is. But uh, going back... And how, like that how, team I, is so professional. You'd think like they're just so used to it. And even Jordan... Maybe he's feeling the pressure now a little bit more after the win and the expectations. Yeah. But the other two, he's built I think, that team I think around them so well. Like everyone has their place in that team. It's it's weird. Uh, Jordan's season cool. started the dream, like one for the record books. Dude, and you, a dream season. you couldn't have a better start. Go home. But Why do you want to raise the added, this season? Like you just said, the added pressure of starting like that. And now Jackson, I asked him, are you bummed like when it's the first, you know, race and, and Jordan went straight to win. I said, Jackson, well, you, that must hurt a little bit. Like surely you would have won. And Jackson's like, no, I've got time. I'm happy where I'm at. He was happy with this result. He's happy. He's he bummed. He lost the overall, but he's happy with where he's sitting. And, and even if he doesn't win the overall, Jackson's actually surprisingly quite okay with that. He's like, I've got a long time. I don't need to. So he almost had less pressure than Jordan with Jordan winning. And then Jackson sort of ramping into it. And the opposite happened with Jordan. He started and his, his overalls going the other way. Um, so it's just like crazy dynamics yeah, you at play. Like before the season, I wouldn't want to pick either, right? I'd yeah. pick Jordan. I'd say, you can win the first race and then the season's going to tailor off. You, you do it. Jackson is being mature, but he's also forced to be there with all these hospital visits and like yeah, it's amazing. He kind of knows he's not on a hundred percent, so it like takes the expectation off. I'd, I'd like, say he's glad kind to of be there, close to it now. No, he's close to it. Yeah, but dealing with all that takes the pressure off, like needing to win, expecting yeah. to get a win is amazing. That takes a lot of pressure off for him. Yeah. So that is mature of him, like this race. But we start- some mistakes. Rode really good at the bottom, gets on the podium. He's super stoked with it. Awesome to be there with Laurie. They get on so well. And and Laurie's getting this result with basically um, he has some kind of fatigue issue. You know, does he have like chronic fatigue, glandular fever? Does he, you know, he doesn't know. And he's actually not here. He will be racing this weekend, but he's out getting a bunch of blood blood work done to test, to see what he's, he feels like he has some, and some, he started some kind slow, of deficiencies. Right? He's like 25th of the he said he'll be split. He said he'll be mid-run and he, he he goes through waves in in a single run where he suddenly feels energetic and then he like, you know how... He, in a run, in three minutes. Yeah, not even in tough. a day, not even yeah. in a day. He's having, feeling peaks and troughs in a run where he's like, all right, he is hoppy and happy and, and poppy and then he's other times where he's just cruising and he says it's like, when he was training, he'd be always the kind of guy that would like over a, like a, a roller, he would like throw an extra scrub. And sometimes that's extra energy and effort and it's unnecessary. 
and, but he would always do it, right? Um, because that's playfulness and it, it helps you have a good fun day on the bike. But he says he's found like this, yeah, and that's when he realized there was something wrong. He would just like roll over the bump. It's not any slower or faster, but he just didn't, couldn't be bothered because he didn't have the energy. So that's what's worrying to him. This you know? format. Yeah. We're not no, 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 he's not fatiguing no, no, from no, this no, format. No, no, it's this, not the format that's causing this. No, but this format can't be helping him. No, it's, it's worse. If he had sure. one final round. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, we're not getting into that. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. We digress. But yeah. certainly an awesome but result back, considering he's got to get through two race runs on a race day. And uh, Sorry, we started off talking about Loic, um, and and we've I've raved about this course. So many people have raved about the course. So I asked Loic about the course, and it's good to have a – I mean, he he's the race winner, and he's Loic. So it's, I was really wanted to hear his opinion. And he's not a – and funny enough, he's not – but then it makes sense. He's not a big fan of the track. He says it doesn't suit him. And I'm like, why? He's like, we know he likes to be smooth and precise, even though he can be all over on, on a track like this. So he likes a track where he knows it has more support. So like a more bedded in, I wouldn't say bike park track, but like if he's going to hit a berm, he says he hits it hard and he's strong and he's not heavy, but he's heavy. His strength is his weight, basically, you know, his force that he's putting out into those turns. So he says it's not like when you're riding a track and it's nothing's all there. To, like he needs more support in a track. He's basically how he summed it up. So, um, so just so you know, like not everyone's like a super fan of the track. For the sport, this kind of track is how it, in my opinion, like What's, the best thing for the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, and Loic didn't dis dislike the track, but it's not like, you know, I'm sure he has more other favorite tracks. And what's fun to ride is not always like what you want to race on. You know, I was about that was what I was about to say like just because it looks good on telly, just because it looks cool on practice, and these guys are doing what you they're doing. You might want to race on it, <laughs> but it might not suit your riding style. You might not gel with the flow of yeah, it. So yeah. yeah, that's so interesting. He says he doesn't. It wasn't his favorite track, and he I mean, says he's not good impressive. in the got not good in the wet and the mud, and he still takes a win. Yeah, I think that really shows. Like he is, he's like Bruni, he's super Bruni, he's yeah. a world, multiple world champion. He's, and I think that's what how championships are built. Is like, if even if you don't like the track, doesn't matter. Figure a way to get down there as fast as you can, and he's really good at that. And he almost how does how does Loic get down there better? He's not watching. Jackson do those gaps. He's like, that's not how I ride. Yeah. So I'm not going to win 0.5 seconds gapping the store wall. Yeah. That's like a loose example, but you know what I mean? Yeah. He's very good at staying probably within himself and, and not looking outside to and other pits and riders. What he does, what does raise his game though, is racing in France. And he feels oh, like a responsibility yeah. to the French crowds. Um, and he, he's the one that openly admitted during COVID uh, when there were no spectators, like he found it hard to perform because like it's weird that he takes crowds and that that affects his racing or that it can because he's so pro, you know, you think he could just shut it all out, but he's admitted that like it lifts him. The but French, French crowds lift others, him. Other and now we're in France this weekend. Yeah, no, but it, it's, it's how he lifts his game at world champs on maybe a course that shouldn't suit him, but he's yeah. like, it's world champs. I yeah. have to find a way. And he is so good if it really matters to him, which racing at home matters. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if there's a uh, emotional hangover after this race or an actual one because why did I see what looked like a private jet and him pouring a vodka on Jackson's story? Have you seen that? Dude, I did the drive yesterday. What is that? I did the drive yesterday. Did they get a plane? Well, yeah, they obviously got a plane, right? To where? Geneva. A, a very small plane, which means if, if you're getting two, dude, if you're getting a small plane, it means small runways. That is gangster. So, because to get just from Toulouse to Ludenville is is a mission itself. You can drive all that Toulouse, you might as well drive to Leger. Dude. So, 
That's fact, smart. Yeah, but it's smart. It's not even like no, it's, it's not like even the, gangster. It's or, like the motocrosses back in the day. And if you're splitting that between the five or six of them, because those are all some big high rollers there. Um, well, it didn't come from prize money because we don't have enough prize money. But <laughs> you damn sure he's no, bonus for winning a race. When back to back race, all the team covers it. I would, if I was I'd a team manager, it, for I'd sure. Say, you know what? You know what? You're the guy winning you're, races, and and I want you to. You need to be fresh. You want to drive for nine hours, or do you want to put your feet up for you want to fly for for one hour, or two hours? I might not have posted the vodka drink, but I guess after you went, maybe it's more fake. Eh, one or two toots dude, is cool. It's like when you're in a plane, you, you put it, the dude. you put the bling on and you get Good the, for the bubbly out. So um, the motocrossers used to do it. So they small used to plane. private plane yeah, out of the plane, race get on a, Saturday yeah, so you get they a were small home airport. Sunday to train. Yeah. So he's that's amazing. It's best use your time. Because there's a like short when turnaround these, when there, these guys the race fly, is Saturday. When these guys fly to West Virginia, I'm surprised. Like there's enough money in those elite teams. Like I'm surprised that the top ten riders aren't all flying business class. There's well, a lot on the line. On, they should on the way there. Yeah, and if they have a race they should the weekend find after, they should on the way back too. You know. Uh, yes, to, uh, I upgraded to business before Maritzburg one year from because I had to go to Sea Otter from which Cape is Town. In America. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, oh, I'll get to that. So I upgraded, paid all the money, and but you paid out of your pocket. Yeah, and then at the last minute. There was something wrong. Or I, I don't know what happened. I only got the upgrade from LA to New York. Oh, my God. So then on the long haul, you were back in they coach. couldn't do the upgrade or like it was too full. So, yeah, I think uh, riders and teams should choose when to invest in themselves. It's like having a good trainer. It's like having a nutritionist. It's a recovery. It's all about recovery. Dude, I flew... Yeah, you know, cattle class is not good for your body. No, not as a pro athlete that hasn't to be on their bike two days later. And there's enough money in the sport now. His salary, if he goes a percentage of my salary, even if it has to come out of his own pocket, yeah, smart move. Yeah, I think those guys. Good, um, our sport's getting more uh, mainstream, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oaks are flying private, small planes, charters. Yeah, <laughs> that's epic. And they saved on toll roads. We spent. I, I, we spent plane tickets worth on toll roads yesterday. Could have flown I, cheaper. Uh, I did. I messaged uh, Jackson. I said, I have so many questions, but get on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. That's pretty rad. Uh, we spoke about Remy Teron. You cannot go away from this race. Remy's without. got a And uh, uh, Dylan Levesque. Panazari. Yes. Is, is Panazari who qualified first at Leogang? Yes. yes, at Leogang. That's so amazing. No, that's awesome. That's, that's his amazing. Best they, result. They now he gets a keeper. We need to sing the praises of Panazari. He's uh, been up there. He's the Italian national champ. That hopefully is uh, can sort of, yeah, that helps a lot because when you qualify fastest or very well and you crash, I've done it a few times, really hurts your confidence because you're like, okay, if I qualify well again, can I back it up? Yeah, but he had to go for it. He knew. No, he had to. Yeah. But this is really cool to just say, hey, you can be up there. Your speed's there, your talent's there. And give him the right kind of track in there. Oh, yeah. look at that. I've sung Dylan Leves praises for a long time. I think he's like the slow burner and he's yeah. going to creep into the top 10 and hopefully creep onto podium. And this, Ethan and that's well. why, yes, definitely. His bike handling skill, when I watch him it's ride. clinical. I, I call it clinical. I often do in the commentary. It reminds me of Nico. Just like, like the bike is perfect. And a bit like Loic. Sometimes too perfect for your Loic, own good. Loic's a bit stronger and more aggressive looking than, than Levesque. Yes, and like he's so creative. Like it, and Dory was doing a few different lines, but yeah. unfortunately there it's just mainline and go. Yeah. Whereas he's maybe losing time by being in a smooth line or getting to a line that opens up the turn a little bit better. Um, and on some courses that would help, but there it didn't. Here it did. Yeah. Clinical. 
Really cool. And you said he went to a 29 rear. Yeah. I obviously didn't see that. Yeah. Well, you're That's on the same bike. That bike's designed to run a 29 rear, but you can run no, it. No, but mullet. they've been running it mullet. Yeah, but you can. No, you can, 100%. You can run both. Yeah, but it's Flip designed chip. originally around, or is it designed for both? It's designed for both. Okay. Um, they do change a few things if they go to the mullet for racing things, but yeah. it is a really good all-round bike for that. You can also do a different head. It depends on how you, what head angle you want and where you want your BB. That's personal preference. Yeah. But I would say, yeah, it's designed more around a 29er. Um, so that's interesting that he went to that and and Ethan Craig and that's like he's like also like a little silently going about his business. So eh? well, he's the problem is the reason he's under the radar. He had I think it was wrist injuries. He had he basically to some extent had his like junior career stolen from him from mistimed injuries. Yeah. So he would have been one of the guys that would have been well and truly on our radar. And now he's just quietly, like you said, gone about his business, kept his head down, and building confidence and building speed. And that he's kind of that kind of rider. It's it's a uh, and I don't know if it's out yet, but maybe it it, it will be by now. But um, the GT crew are all looking for rides. Are they? So you've got Ryan Pinkerton that might is just this, race winner. Are you winner. allowed to say this? I don't know. <laughs> at, at this point, it's another week later. The, the, enough people will know. So potentially as this comes out or a little bit after this comes out, the GT factory team might not have a downhill team next year I, I, at, on the circuit. Potentially. What's the word? How do you not get in trouble for this? Oh, there's a political word for it. You, um, oh, we'll get to it. It'll come guessing. to me. Um, no, we're guessing. But, but then you've got um, number one junior. That's not hypothetically. Come, number one junior at the moment is going to be without a ride. Allegedly. 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 GT might not be around next year uh, yeah. on the downhill circuit. Sven um, alleges. It, it, allegedly. It, it might be on a hold for a bit. I'm not sure. Interesting. That's not good to hear. But that's good. And I don't, I don't that's know. good for a I'm, rider to have that result. I'm close to the GT crew, but I've heard nothing from them. This is coming via <laughs> riders. So. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I could be he completely hasn't wrong. heard from GT, and now he's giving no, information. If I heard from GT, I'll tell you if it's definite or not. Yeah. But I, I've heard from a number of riders that aren't the GT riders, so it's out there. Is what I'm saying. Danny can't catch a break. Um, I, he's I, riding I'm, well. I've missed. I, this would be a Danny track. You'd automatically assume. It and was a Danny track. I didn't. Uh, he I, crashed in the same turn as Burnett. Just overcommitted. Yeah. It's icy. Those turns are so inconsistent. And there was like a, you have to push. Good little section. So oh, there's man. a good little section just above that. There was the setup line, the big wall ride enduro turn setup, and then the hop over the inside or, or straight like Burnett. And Burnett said when he did the straight gap down. Uh, which not a lot of people are doing. He just came in. He knew he, he came into the berm. He said a full foot to the left, yeah. 30 centimeters um, for you metrics. Um, and coming in 30 centimeters different into a tight berm, you're going to like, that's what's going to happen. And um, yeah. And there's some roots coming into that turn that can unsettle you. And it's the same as where Benoit crashed. I mean, we're talking about he's an inch or two where he wants to be at, a, at an angle that could be five degrees off in the wrong way. Yeah. And it just unsettles the bike. It's such a simple section. Um, so that's what happened. But we'll probably start wrapping this show up. Ocean, yeah. Ocean, you can see he's good in the wet. He's good in the steep. Um, back in the finals. It's a tough pull to swallow after a semi, right? These yeah. are the riders that the people that improve obviously love the format. The riders that don't, that's it's just very, very tough. Uh, the, and, union, uh, the union, Danny's teammate Max, had uh, a great Robinson. ride. Yeah, he's had, he's had a couple of good results. He's he's a it's, solid rider. Yeah, he's a great rider. Yeah, yeah. he's um, strong. It's good to see him on this track. That union team, like well, I, 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 yeah, 
they were one point behind specialized factory racing, the third highest, third place downhill team on the weekend. And I just, like, so can you imagine cool. the syndicate budget versus the union budget? I, I don't even know. We got to, you got to get Joe Bowman. He's here this week, I think. Get Joe Bowman on the podcast because he's got a brilliant the story. Is, so it's that much without salaries, then you plus a salary. And the syndicate operating costs. It's 10 times. Just like this. That's a napkin quick. I would say more than it's 10 more times than difference. 10. I don't know. You should ask Joe because he won't tell you the figures, but he would kind of give you an indication. It's 500 and grand to have the expenses and have a factory team. Like Pivot, Santa Cruz, give or take. And that's if you've got, be that's four, if you've got well, like three, four riders, which means two, you've got 13 yeah, two staff. To, two to three riders that's gonna be 12, without 13 salaries. Staff. I think Bernard's mentioned it. it it's, you can go and guess the figures. Depending on how you run the team, let's call it between 450 and 600 grand to run a factory team yeah. for a season. And then you add the salaries on top. So you can add the Santa Cruz salaries on top. Yeah. And then you've got to think, but what do they need union to get around? Don't they need 100 grand at least? You this, get Joe Bowman on the podcast. <laughs> he doesn't have 100 grand, does he? No. <laughs> he doesn't. And, and Joe's, um, he's doing, this is a pretty cool program because where most people would use the, like this team doing well we to, get then get, to then get 100%. Yeah, what he's doing chat. for this, just his, his, his filming and his projects have been amazing and everything he's done up until this point and that he's still doing that and running, running social media and media and videos for the teams. But on top of that, out of like, out of, out of, for no reason whatsoever, he's like, I want to help riders. I've made money from the sport. I'm giving back. So he's, Taking money out of his pocket for no reason, taking time and man hours, and and uh, basically, and his his model is really cool because most teams want to get riders built up, and as the riders get better, like we did with you, we get needles, he gets good results, we'll get more money because, and then we try keep the rider so you right use me. for sure. Uh, we use it as much <laughs> as we could. Um, so you so you so then you you try I get a lot out of so it. for selfish reasons Mutual. you you try keep the team going and you build a team and then eventually you like Dorval and then you're fucking beating Comencel Markov. So that's how it works, right? Yeah, he's doing model. the opposite. That his opposite is get the riders noticed. And Zwar went to FMD so racing. Feed a team. He wants to be a feeder team. He wants somewhere. He's allowing little Ollie Davis to focus on racing, have a salary, not work, just train. And look what it's done. Yeah, it's super cool. And he and the, and, and, and unselfishly, he's willing to pawn it off. To, it's letting someone else benefit from his work. Yeah, so it's, it's, really it's pretty cool. pretty cool. Um, I think, I think Shran, Lucas helped him when he was a youngster as well. I think it's the same kid. Yeah, everyone everyone needs a hand up in the world, and 100%. you've got to pay it forward. I'm helping photographers out, giving old gear away. Um, it's, it's what we all should be doing. We're all yeah. you got to give back. No, definitely. Um, it's fulfilling as well. I see it. I see it at home. The yeah, I, mean, I almost need to start something at home with the South African to get over Europeans a little, little, and that's maybe kind that's of maybe you know, why I'm biased to the juniors. I'm like, European juniors you, have it a lot easier than like an Australian or a South African. And now to make it in the pro ranks, you almost have to have two years as a junior. So you got to like give up school. You've got to like have your parents remortgage your house if you come from a country yeah, like yeah. Colombia or South Africa. And I'm like, why? Why are we doing that? Yeah. That's just me biasly saying like, if you want to be good at downhill, go to these other races like IXSs. Well, the problem is that's, that's another, juniors. that's again, like if you think you can do it in the elite, then enter the elite like in, in tennis, yeah, in Andrew, that's another motocross, part. like 
Yeah, anyway, but it's a whole nother we podcast. Have, we have some juniors that do deserve to be shown in the way, the format they've show, been shown now. Um, yeah, I'm not taking away from yeah, the currents. Yeah. I'm saying the the knock-on effect of having Yeah, but the, 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 I mean. the reality of professional sports these days, the juniors are, even in downhill, it's such a physical sport. The 18, 19-year-olds are getting some of the fastest times. The 13-year-old skateboarders are winning Olympics. The 13-year-old surfing yeah, girls are enough. the best aerialist surfers in the world, better than 30-year-old world champion surfers. So the reality is there's going to be a focus on youth. Olympics is focusing on youth. Um, it's true. I heard downhill. I'm going to I heard winter my... downhill would possibly be in the Olympics, snow downhill before regular downhill. No, that's okay. Pause that. Shit. I'm actually going to counter my own point. I guess even if you didn't have a junior category, if you want to make it in sport, your dad, your mom, they're probably going to have to take you out of school. They're going to have to support you yeah. earlier than at 19, like I, I did it. Yeah. I went to world champs and a few races. I got lucky. Anyway, so I'm going to counter my own point. You're right. In other sports, in golf and all these things, they're in it's, academies. It's they're professional. Been, Everything's it, it so happens professional. Early. It yeah. happens early. Look at so, Finn. Finn was pre-riding. He was the course sweep. And that's Laurent being brilliant then. There was no rule know, against he it. Got a year he basically had a year on all the World uh, Cup 100%. tracks before his first year junior. What uh, a brilliant strategy. You can't do what, that anymore, though. What, what, that, was, that, that's, what was your previous point? I asked you to pull I can't remember anything. Oh, my goodness. Our brains are fried. Previous point. Pointless. No, we're talking about the sports, the youngsters, and then you were going to say. Juniors. Oh, my goodness. It was going to be. It was a good point. Well, I can't be that good if I don't remember. No. Do you not remember what it was? Dude, I've just said so many things. I can't remember <laughs> what I said. I, Me too. That clearly, we're hitting our hard Yeah, dude, I've got to get to breakfast. They're closing in 15 minutes. Oh, what was it? Okay, well, anyway, uh, I'll replay and then try to bring it up in another one. Guys. And in, in, in a nutshell. Oh, I'm never, we're never going to stop. Oh, yeah. uh, have you got in a no. nutshell? I'm just trying to think Go back. Go for it. Before I, I end the podcast, I'm trying to think back if, was, anyway. if I said anything. Like um, Earlier when we talked about the race cancelling, that's also my opinion, right? Everyone has opinions and that's what we get. I'm not the one in charge and I don't know other circumstances that I'm unaware of, but I'm telling you what I was aware of and with the information I was provided, you know, we've had races in way worse and way unsafer situations. So I think that's, that's an opinion. very responsible to end the podcast. That I agree. These are all me and Sven's opinions uh, we don't know the full story. We want the best for the sport. Oh. We're not shit-talking anyone. So just so you know that when we talk about options and what could have been, what we would have done, like I don't want that job that they have. I don't want to make that decision. No. So I'm not judging them. No, We are not judging. It's just banter for the podcast and almost. Talking about opinions, uh, what's very obvious, all those little rhythm section jumps, the stall wall, the flyover, they were both challenging and ways to be written differently and better. Finish line jump, not ideal in the conditions um, for all the classes, but it's clearly obvious that you need a builder like the, the likes of Romain Paulette to be building features, especially jump features on track. You need a consistent builder that understands the sport, the speed. Like we're at Leger, and I'm sure those jumps are going to be, the last jumps at the end are going to be misspaced and not running good for racing. You need someone like Paulette year-round at all the circuits that are, Tuning, we call him a tuner. That would be awesome. They used to have it for four. And he was out there, dude. That, he was. He was. That would be really, really cool. Yeah, like had a, a consistent builder, a yearly cross. doctor, and then they have a yearly like tuner that 
even at the last minute, they can just like rectify a few Dude, problems. Dude, and he was... That would be pretty cool. I've like never consistency s- would be sweet. I mean, we have got amazing local organizers and their trail crews and they always on the track and they take great pride. And he was just, he was up there 24-7 no, with a shovel. So and so and uh, So there you have it. These are just our opinions. Uh, no judgment. That was your Crank Brothers race review. Crank Brothers ambassador Sven Martin. He does all their social media from the picture side. Doesn't sleep at these races. Go follow him on Instagram. Follow Crank Brothers. They're synonymous with downhill racing, winning 13 years in a row. I think we need to get Charlie Hatton on the podcast as well, world champion. Valley Hall, the current world champion. They won this race under Lloyd Booney. You know the drill. They make shoes. They make the best pedals. Go check them out. Until the next one, peace out. Oh, and make sure you uh, the YouTube will be going live pretty soon. But if you can follow and subscribe already, get on my Instagram because then I'll do more consistent podcast uh, posting there because I've got a little bit more visual component. Yeah, no, uh, you, no you don't. This is well, Andrew's visual component this week. Sven, if I show you get some the of YouTube my revenue and then we get some nice backdrops. Yeah, there, there you go, boys. Okay. The more the more you guys can support, the more regularly I can bring these things out, and then I can. If you're watching this, there might be a backdrop. So anyway, enough sense, of us rambling. I sense, can you send us hundred k? Get this thing. Man, if I had a dollar for every time Sven gave me feedback in inverted commas <laughs> versus a compliment, right. I'd be All a right. rich man. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>